Hello everybody out there. Happy Friday. It's May 8th, 2020 and I'd like to welcome you to Let's Talk. We are bringing you all of the latest news surrounding COVID-19 each day and very short news briefs. But we want to bring the most important highlighted topics that will impact you and your families as we navigate through this pandemic. Tonight, we are exploring freedom denied. But before we get into any news, you know what we do. Each and every day we talk numbers. So sit tight and let's talk. The world has now seen 4 million cases of coronavirus. I don't know what it is, but in the US, we still maintain the number one position with 1.3 million cases holding steady. There have been 78.6 thousand deaths here in the U.S. And surprisingly, Southern California has the highest number of cases compared to the rest of the state. I'll list off the top five counties. We have Los Angeles County with 30,000 cases, Riverside County with 4,000 cases, followed by San Diego with the same amount, and then Orange County with 3,000 cases, San Bernardino County with 2,629 cases. New York Police Department is accused of policing their way out of a pandemic. The NYPD has been on the radar of social activists after multiple videos began circulating online of police using excessive force, aggressive tactics, and restraints. Now, the department has come under harsh scrutiny. Their response to violations of social distancing is being hailed as excessive and inconsistent enforcement of public health mandates, specifically the coronavirus pandemic. In March, New York Governor Cuomo made a mandate requiring New Yorkers to stay inside and avoid congregating in large groups. The NYPD repeats released six weeks worth of data on social distancing enforcement as well as Brooklyn District Attorney Eric Gonzalez who released arrest data for his borough. In an NYPD statement sent to Time magazine, police explained the most recent occurrences of conflict between citizens and officers stating there was a group observed in violation of social distancing orders. When told to disperse, some members of the group allegedly refused to do so. Fears that warmer, more inviting weather will inevitably bring out New York citizens and cause an even more aggressive response from law enforcement. The NYPD main union, the Police Benevolent Association of New York City, has also called for an end to the NYPD's oversight of social distancing, describing the situation as untenable. The White House is going postal. The Washington Post reports that a major Trump donor has been tapped to oversee the U.S. Postal Service as he tries to force the agency to hike up shipping prices for Amazon. President Trump has selected Louis DeJoy, 
a top donor and Republican National Committee fundraiser to be Postmaster General. Trump has been trying to force the U.S. Post Office to raise shipping prices for online retailers like Amazon for years, and he's currently refusing to release urgently needed funding that was approved by Congress to bail out the agency unless it agrees to his demands. In April, Trump told reporters that the Postal Service is a joke. He says the post office should raise the prices of packaging by approximately four times in order to get the funding. Brennan, the postmaster general at the time, reportedly resisted the president's demands and explained to him that the agency's partnership with Amazon was beneficial for the government, but Trump was unmoved. Based on a number of briefings and warnings this week about a critical fall-off in mail across the country, it has become clear that the Postal Service will not survive the summer without immediate help from Congress and the White House, according to Republican Carolyn Mahoney and Jerry Connolly, which was released in a joint statement. This action against the USPS will install a stalwart Trump ally to lead the Postal Service which he has railed against for years and likely move him closer than ever to forcing the service to renegotiate its terms with companies and its own union workforce. This next story was submitted by one of our loyal listeners, Patricia Height. House Arrests As the United States begins reopening its economy, some state officials are weighing whether house arrest monitoring technology including ankle bracelets or location tracking apps, could be used to police quarantines imposed on coronavirus carriers. While technology has been used sporadically for U.S. quarantine enforcement over the past few weeks, large-scale rollouts have so far been held back by big legal questions. Can officials impose electronic monitoring without an offense or a court order? Seven people who broke quarantine rules in Louisville, Kentucky, were court-ordered to wear GPS tracking devices manufactured by Colorado-based Scram Systems, according to Amy Hess, the city's chief official of public services. She told Reuters that while she would rather not have to use the devices at all, state law permitted the imposition of home confinement to protect public health. She says, We don't want to take away people's freedoms, but at the same time, we have a pandemic. While this is uncharted territory, the industry has two main ways of keeping track of offenders. One is through the traditional ankle bracelet, a battery-powered device which is fastened to a person's leg and is monitored through GPS. The other, through a smartphone app either used in conjunction with facial or voice recognition technology to make sure it's attached to the right person, or with an app made by eCell, tethered via Bluetooth to a fitness tracker style wristband to ensure it stays on or near the person it's meant to follow. A QR enabled version of the app and wristband solution is already being used in Hong Kong to enforce quarantines on incoming travelers. Poland uses facial recognition-powered versions of the technology that regularly prompts users to upload a selfie to prove that they're indoors. This news brief has been heavy. 
to talk about freedoms denied, quarantines, and excessive police force can bring out a bit of anxiety. So I hope with this information, our listeners are taking it in stride, protecting themselves and their families, and trying as best as possible to stay out of the way. I want to thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk. I'm your host, Anika Height, streaming live from Southern California. To all of my listeners, I can see you worldwide, and I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. Once again, we do our news brief here each night on Let's Talk. We thank you for tuning in, and please do leave a, a voice note for us on Anchor or a review on Apple Podcast. Your ranking means everything to us. We'll wrap the show up tonight by telling you, please be safe, stay low, and don't forget tomorrow to tune into the show where we'll have Street TV's Alex Alonzo back on the show to talk about police force, laws, and to piggyback on everything we discussed tonight. So don't miss tomorrow's show. Thank <laughs> you.